Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Un Aging Un. <laughs> this is Aging Ungracefully. My name is Afra, and uh, you know it's it's been a it's been a little minute. It's been a minute here. Um, first off, thank you to everyone who reached out last week. Who was like, "You okay, girl? Girl, you you all right? Everything all right?" Um, super appreciate you checking in. Everything was fine. I just actually <laughs> burnt myself out socially last week. Um, last weekend we had a fire at my dad's house and my cousins and so much of my family came and it had been so long since we had been able to gather in any way. And it literally was like one of the funnest, funniest evenings I've had in a minute. Um, but the next day, which is the Sunday, I basically wanted to become an armadillo. I wanted to curl in a ball, um, hard case myself and not talk to anybody for the remainder of my life. Um, and I'm really noticing that this is like the after effects of like the, the pandemic world where like, I just do not have the social battery that I used to have. Like I used to be able to go out like every night of the week and be like, around all different types of people all the time, laughing, having fun, staying in, watching movies, like just the the variance and the variety of things I used to be able to do in a social setting. And now I'm basically like, yo, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't acknowledge me. Pretend I'm not even in existence for the next like 48 hours. I will emerge like a used to be catatonic butterfly. And then we can be best friends again and do all of the fun things in life. <laughs> and that's literally me in any social setting right now. So like last weekend, I, you know, hung out with my family. My mom came over for a few hours, like on the Friday night. So by the time Sunday afternoon hit, first off, my voice hurting from talking so much. So kudos to me. Um, but my voice hurt from talking so much. I had been laughing all night. I'd stayed up way too late. And I just was like very aware that I just wasn't going to be able to record the podcast and put any sort of energy into it. Um, so I took, I took some time off and I'm back. And like, it's game time, bitches. Um, if you got that reference, thank you. If you didn't get that reference, that's okay too. Pretend it was from me. Um, yeah, guys, how are you? How is everyone out there? It is summer officially. Actually, it's summer officially on Tuesday. It's solstice. But, you know, we're coming into it. It is summer. It is warm. It is beautiful. It is social. It is a great time. So how is everyone feeling? How is everyone feeling at this like next huge jump kind of, I don't want to say out of the pandemic, because as we know, COVID is still happening and in countries outside of North America, it's still really prevalent and really dangerous for some people. So like, let's acknowledge that for a minute. But like here in Canada, we're really jumping out of it and jumping like directly into the frying pan. And we're like, hey, you know, it's summer. We can go outside. It's beautiful. We can gather again. Like, let's do it. And how is everyone feeling in that? You know, how is everyone going with like this feeling of things opening up and socializing and getting together? Like just take a minute, check in with yourself. Because if you're like me and you're like, I'm ready, but also like, I'm not ready and I would like everybody to be quiet and leave me alone, please. You're not alone. <laughs> you are not even remotely alone. Um, it is 
definitely a huge transition after the last few years to be going from a state of like reclusivity and like cocooning and not even just because of the pandemic, but there was like a lot going on for some of us, like working through the things that came up at the beginning of lockdowns and our own mental health and recognizing what we need for ourselves in this whole big old world. And, uh, and now it's like, okay, where are we at and how are we feeling? And, you know, what's changed because so much has changed in the last few years. And it's funny because I feel like some of us kind of put our whole lives on hold and it felt like nothing was changing and nothing was evolving and nothing was growing because like we're living through this huge, you know, event in the world that's affecting pretty much everybody on this planet. And it's affecting everybody very differently. Um, and with a lot of differing opinions and feelings and thoughts and, and so on. And then now we're just like, I don't want to say we're kind of expected to just return to what it was prior to. Like, I think humans run towards comfort and comfort for us is like the day-to-day -day life of what we were doing prior to the pandemic. But like so much has changed in us and so much has changed for us. You know, the pandemic caused a lot of financial turmoil for a lot of people. And so now we're seeing the gouging of everything and the heightening of everything. And so like, there's just a lot going on and it can be very overwhelming. And so, you know, we've talked about changes in the past and we've talked about, you know, how we can feel and how we can adapt to change and how we can move through change. But like, let's talk about honoring yourself in the change. Let's talk about honoring yourself for where you're at at this exact moment in time. And let's talk about like what it used to be like, you know, let's, let's get a little nostalgic. Um, you know, where were you pre-pandemic? Who were you pre-pandemic? Are you that same person? Like, do you even know who that person is anymore? I know for myself, I look back at myself, you know, pre-pandemic and I was like running on a treadmill. It's like a hamster wheel more than a treadmill. And just like hoping that I could just keep going and going and going and not eating properly, not drinking enough water, not sleeping enough, not resting enough, and really just putting other people's needs above my own needs constantly. Um, and I really feel like the person that I was pre-pandemic was just, she, she was not the person I am now, but she was just like, wanting so badly to be loved and wanting so badly to be seen and wanting so badly to be a part of everything and having like the most immense FOMO. And now who I am coming kind of out of this or at the other side of it or feeling like at the other side of it is like somebody who honors her boundaries, somebody who's not afraid to say when she's uncomfortable, somebody who will, you know, say, look, I'm not up to going out or I'm not feeling it somebody who will not record the podcast, you know, when she's not in the space to somebody who will stand up for herself, isn't afraid to say, you know, that was fucked up or that's not okay. Um, I don't feel like I had that same strength at all pre-pandemic. And I don't want to like, I don't want anybody to hear that and be like, well, I feel worse or I don't feel like I'm doing as well or fearing as well. That's okay. That's more than okay. Because I'm not doing the most amazing I've ever done. You know, I'm still working through a lot of mentally and emotionally in regards to my separation. I'm still like working through who I want to be. You know, I think with every ending, you get this brand new beginning and you get to kind of like 
choose how you want to write that next chapter of your life. You know, it is it is this huge opportunity to either jump and run and fly into whatever feels good for you, or it's an opportunity to just reflect and figure out who you want to be and, you know, what you want in life. Or you also get the dial of, you know, who are you now? And do you want to change or do you not want to change? Or is it comfortable? And do you want the comfort? Because there's no shame in comfort. There's no shame in comfort. We as humans like to feel safe. We like to feel comfortable. We like to know what's next. We like to know what's coming for us. And if you're somebody sitting there listening to this being like, I don't like to know what's next. I like to run with reckless abandonment into the, the ether. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm so grateful that you get to have that opportunity. I don't know very many people like that um, who aren't like doing it from a place of a lot of trauma, but that's not to say you are. I'm just saying that, you know, it's not easy for everyone to just run ahead and just forget everything that's happened and just like, you know, pretend that everything is fine when it's not. And I think for myself personally, I am still adapting. I'm still a little anxious going out in large groups of people. I'm still like wearing my mask to go like grocery shopping or in large spaces. I mean, I also work in healthcare, so I'm also wearing a mask because when I'm in the office and in the clinic where we do have COVID positive people con consistently, I do want to make sure that I'm safe and that the people I'm keeping people around me safe. Um, but yeah, like there's so much in this current new beginning. Like, is anybody else feeling like they are on the precipice of this massive shift in their life where they can choose to, you know, start a fire and be who they truly really want to be and who they are or who they're turning into? Or they can, you know, nestle in and accept what they they want, accept what they have now and maybe even show some gratitude to what they have now. Um, I think for me, I think about the girl that I'm becoming and something that I've been thinking about a lot is like who I was when I moved to Vancouver. And the girl who moved to Vancouver was younger. She liked to run into things with reckless abandon. And she also had like a severe amount of trauma that like made reckless abandon actually seem not terrifying. I think when you live in a constant state of fight or flight, like, and you, you just lose your capacity to be really afraid or, or fearful or uncomfortable with anything. Um, and for, well, from my perspective, for me, and like when I moved to Vancouver, I was like, fuck yeah, like I'm going to do anything and everything and do it all with reckless abandon and meet people and love people and fall in love and, you know, have as much fun as humanly possible and drink and party and I not put any limits on myself. I can do anything. I can be anyone. I can achieve anything. Um, I don't know where that confidence came from at the time because I wasn't a very confident person internally. It was just kind of like, I'm going to do all the things that I want to do because I can. So I'm going to do it with like as much chutzpah as I can. And it was amazing. I had an amazing few years. All of it wasn't great. Uh, there's definitely some stuff in there, but like ultimately living life with like out the fear of what was going to happen to me was very fun. I had a really great time. And then bad things happened to me because, you know, you can't just run around and 
not care about yourself enough to keep yourself safe. And that's kind of what happened to me. And then, you know, my whole life shifted and suddenly it was like, I was very fearful. I was very anxious. I was very worried. I was very nervous. I was, you know, kind of in this stage of, of fear and scarcity. And that's been like my life for the last so many years up until recently. And I wanted to talk a little bit about like, why that's shifted so heavily. So, you know, splitting with my partner, moving into my own place and learning that I know my worth, learning that I know me better than anyone else is ever going to know me. I know me in a way that only I can know me. And that that same girl that lived in Vancouver is still inside of me, but she's learned enough lessons now to keep herself safe while still running at things with some reckless abandon. And that to me was like, oh shit, I, I totally didn't realize I could be that person. I didn't realize that, you know, she just didn't die out, (laughs) you know, that, that she was just like this person I was at this stage of my life in my early twenties, that she is actually me. But now this is like six versions later, well, probably more than six versions later of myself. And she still exists in there. So it's like channeling that side of myself and learning that I can be bold, I can be loud, I can use my voice. Any repercussions that happen from being honest and being willing to stand up for what you know is right is not a repercussion as much as it should be a celebration because things that do not serve you when you stand up for yourself are not meant for you. And I'm really learning that in my life recently. I'm really learning that it's okay to be afraid to be bold, but that shouldn't keep you from being bold. It's okay to be nervous about what's going to happen next in life, but don't let that nervousness keep you from jumping into what's next in your life. And like right now, I feel like so incredibly empowered and encouraged and excited. And at the same time that I feel those things, I still feel scared. I still feel vulnerable. I still feel sad. I still feel worried. But it's just like willingness to push myself forward and recognize that 20-year-old me would have wanted this for me. You know, she never would have wanted me to feel like I had to be scared of everything or nervous about love or nervous about like excitement or nervous about the next steps in my life that everything I had ever done to that point worked out exactly how it should. And all of that was a celebration, even if it didn't feel like that in the moonet. And now, you know, in my thirties, I'm like bringing her back, like kind of wrangling her back in and recognizing that I have that power, that I have that strength, that I can do anything that I want to do in life. Um, but also recognizing that I'm still fucking scared. (laughs) And that's the crazy thing about getting older, about aging, about going through these experiences is that you can look back and be like, damn, like, I wish I still had that teenage energy or I wish I still had that tenacity or I wish I still had that daringness. That all still exists inside of you, my friend. The thing is, is that as we learn, grow, experience, and feel we put up walls and we put up blockers and and we put up boundaries and we draw lines and we tell ourselves like who we are now. And sometimes it's not about 
listening to how like what we're telling ourselves who we are but knowing who we are like seeking who we are because at 33 I know more of who I am than I knew at 23 but I have no idea who I'm going to be at 43 and so the best thing that I can do for myself in this minute in this life is just explore dive into things with curiosity Be curious about the life that I can have. Be curious about the life that I want. You know, look at my dreams as ways of projecting me forward, not holding me back. Look at my dreams as ways of telling me what's best for me or what I should want for myself instead of what I should be afraid of or what I should fear. Um, A big thing for me is that I have a tendency to get really afraid of change and I shut down and I get anxious and I kind of turn inward and it can be really hard for me to like say I need help or, you know, I'm struggling. But what I'm learning now is, is that it's okay to also not reach out and say to everybody like, here's all my shit, help me. It's okay to turn inward and to sit with your discomfort and to lean into your discomfort and recognize that discomfort comes up because it, it needs to be acknowledged. Life isn't about toxic positivity. It's not about feeling good all the time, about being your best self all the time. It's also genuinely about experiencing discomfort and pain and anguish and heartbreak and sadness. And that is the human experience. And it's fucking beautiful. Um, and, I, and it doesn't feel that way most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. So I wanted to kind of think back recently about, you know, where I was at the beginning of the pandemic and who I've become. And I feel like I'm a completely different person. I feel like the girl that existed at that time wanted so badly to be loved, wanted so badly to be acknowledged, wanted so badly to be heard and seen and cared for. And then I got it. And I had an amazing partnership with an incredible person who really helped me to see some of the great things about myself that I wasn't seeing before, Um, who was also struggling with their own personal shit. And, you know, unfortunately, our relationship didn't work out, but I'm very grateful for the fact that I had the time in my life to learn about myself and learn my worth and learn my value and heal some of the shit that had happened to me and like step into my own power. And something else I want to say is stepping into your own power is about knowing that you have strength, that you are amazing, that you are powerful, that you have the power and right to make your own decisions. And also wanting to acknowledge that you know, we all put up our own roadblocks. It's natural to put up your own roadblock. It's natural to not feel like you might be good enough or to feel like you can't do it right or to feel like this is terrifying. Like, what about, what is this next step going to look for me? And I think that that's the thing that I want to put out most of all for everyone to think about is that, you know, how do you hold yourself back from being you? How, like, what stories are you telling yourself to keep yourself from exploring, you know, what stories have other people told you that you've committed to memory and has become part of your identity and how you show up in the world or how you push yourself forward. 
And most of all, you know, what do you need to feel powerful? Is it a good playlist? Is it a good night out? Is it running into things with reckless abandon? Is it pushing yourself so far outside of your comfort zone that it is almost traumatizing but exhilarating? What is it? What do you need to light that fire inside of you to feel empowered? And like, let's take a look back. Let's do some past self-reflection. What time of your life prior to this moment did you feel the most powerful, sexy, you know, exhilarating? What time in your life did you feel like I'm on top of the world and I'm a fucking badass? Did you feel that? Have you felt that? If you've not felt that, totally fucking okay. Do you want to feel that? What do you want that feeling to feel like? What are some of the things that you want to do that you feel are going to be this amazing like push into the next great beyond of your life? Um, I want to know and I want to hear from you. So please share on the Instagram, send me some messages, send me some emails, send me anything. I just would love to hear from you guys about, you know, how do you stand your power and how have you figured out who you truly are? I'm very excited to hear what your responses are. I also want to acknowledge that it is Pride Month, my friends, and welcome to Pride Month. May the corporations who thrust upon you their thoughts and ideas about what they believe Pride is bow out at the end of this month because the Lord knows how they show up the rest of the year. <laughs> but I hope that everybody has a safe an amazing Pride Month. I hope that you get opportunities to explore yourself, to explore your sexuality, to explore who you are in this moment, to be daring. We've spent this whole episode talking about who are you in your power. I hope that all of my friends in the community get an opportunity to stand in their power as who they are, whether you be a she, her, he, him, they, them, or anything else, anyone else. Be you. Be daring, be bold. This is the month for you to celebrate you, to celebrate how far we've come. You know, we look back at history. We look back at where we were 10, 15 years ago even and where we are now. We look back at 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. We look back at the things like the Stonewall riots. We look back at, you know, segregation. We look back at the fact that, you know, you couldn't exist outward in the world. We look back at the 50s and 60s where, you know, girlfriends were roommates and so were boyfriends. We look back about where we came from and where we are now. You know, this world has opened up so much in regards to accepting, educating, learning, and understanding. We still have a ton of a way to go, but it's amazing how far we've come. And so, you know, celebrate you, celebrate yourself this month, celebrate your friends, celebrate your family, celebrate being an ally in this world. You know, celebrate those who aren't here to celebrate because the world that existed for them did not allow them the space to be authentically themselves, to stand in their power, to be who they were, to be powerful and truly strong. You know, this is the amazing thing about the world we are currently living in. We are the most connected we have ever been. So connect with the people that you know that need that love, that need that support. Connect with the people that you meet this month and say, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. 
the one thing that I used to love about pride when I was younger and I was in those spaces were like still very, I don't want to say restrictive, but they were just very different than what they are now. And like, you maybe had like a dozen drag queens, you know, in a city and now you have, you know, <laughs> you can only pick a dozen drag queens at the drag show out of the thousands that exist now. So it's, it's come such a long way. And the thing that I used to love most about pride was the opportunity to feel safe in a large space that I usually never felt safe in. It was the opportunity to explore and to have fun and to be loud and to be colorful and to enjoy. You know, I think back about my pride celebrations in my early 20s and I remember like hanging out with my friend Ryan and us like going to pick up uh, his partner at the time, Bobby, from like their drag shows and just like loving the environment and the atmosphere. I remember when I first moved out of my parents' house into the city and lived in an apartment with a bunch of friends in the LGBTQ plus community. And I just remember these super amazing opportunities to figure out who the fuck I was and my sexuality and my understanding of self and how I showed up in that community and how I belonged in that community and if I belonged in that community and if there were queer spaces for Indigenous people. And I remember feeling like, you know, one in a million at the time. And now I'm like, not only are Pride festivities massive now, but it's also like, wow, how far we fucking come. This is amazing. So many people get to stand in their power now. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to like say that there's still not marginalization. I still don't, I don't want to say that there's not this underbelly still where there aren't people who feel safe, where there are organizations who are apt to keep things down, where there's corporations who celebrate pride, who still pass bills that are not in respect of, or help to pass bills or finance to pass bills that are not respectful of people in that community. Um, I do want to acknowledge the not great. But in acknowledging the not great, I do want to acknowledge the progress that we've made. And so I also want to acknowledge that it is Pride Month and that some of the episodes that I had planned for this month are still going to happen. I would love to talk about sex. I would love to talk about sexuality. I would love to talk about experience and excitement. I would love to talk about relationship dynamics. You know, we touched on it a few episodes back with my friend Josh, where we spoke about, you know, his relationship. And, you know, we talked a little bit about pansexuality and we talked about polyamory and, and, um, we talked about like non-monogamy and like what those things kind of look like, but we didn't get in depth with it. And so I'm very, very, very excited to get the opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. Um, not just my own sexuality, my own sexual preferences, but to my friends and to you guys and to those of you who reach out, I'm very excited to have some of you coming on the show in the next few months. And I just, love that you guys are tuning in. I love that you guys are sharing the podcast, that you are showing up for me, that you have continued to show up for the podcast. And I'm just grateful. I'm just overall grateful because every Sunday I get to sit down and I get to record something for all of you. And I get to do it because it's something that brings me joy and it's something that lights me up. And so this is me standing in my power as myself saying, thank you for allowing me to use my voice and to speak and to listening and to share. And thank you for sharing yourselves with me. There is nothing that I love more that this podcast has brought me than hearing your stories. And I'm so excited to get to share them with some of you in the coming weeks, in the coming months. Um, and yeah, 
I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. A little bit short of an episode. I know, not common. (laughs) I could talk for hours. But I want to say thank you again for listening. Um, If you are turning in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and subscribe. It helps out the podcast a lot. Um, And, you know, please continue to share if you enjoy and don't share if you don't enjoy. Um, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for coming back. Have a wonderful rest of your week. This has been Aging Ungracefully.